Welcome to the Monday edition of the Mike Davis Show. I am here with a very, very special guest. It's okay if Amanda goes on vacation as special guest. So I have a special guest here and uh, really looking forward to introducing them to you. Blake is producing today, but once again, Clay has stolen the producer cam. Blake, say hello to everybody. Hello. See, that's Blake right there. There was nothing wrong with your screen. That's Blake. Blake, you look great today. Thank you. I love I, the new uh, Mohawk haircut. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I, 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 I pretty much appreciate it. And yes. thank you very much. It looks good. All right. We're going to do a couple of quick reads. And then we're going to introduce our amazing, over-the-top, enthusiastic guest. All right. Salomon Services. They're the premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. We've got all kinds of small groups for both strength and fitness development. They've got speed and agility development, sports-related injury training. If you're injured, they can help you get back on the court or the field, and they'll help you do it uh, quickly and safely. They have a state-of-the-art indoor center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas. Um, all their coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Give them a call today, 904-461-9945, solomonservices.com. I will be there tomorrow. And South State Bank, they're a team of bankers you can count on. Their approach to building long-term relationships with their customers is the best in the business. If you're looking for a, a banking relationship that you can depend on, check out South State Bank. They've got three locations to serve you in St. Augustine, one on State Road 312, one on State Road 16, and my favorite branch over at the beach, or visit their website, southstatebank.com. They're a member of the FDIC. And our long, long, long time sponsor, Solar Stick. They were established in 2006. They're a local portable power company, proudly committed to American manufacturing, constant innovation, and creating jobs right here in St. Augustine, Florida. Solar Stick's focus on providing solutions for self sufficiency helps users all over the world complete missions and save lives. Solar Stick, changing lives, saving lives, and reviving American manufacturing right here in the nation's oldest city. And one of our favorites who does so much in the community, Bozard Ford Lincoln in St. Augustine. Their goal is to make sure your time and experience buying a new or used vehicle is stress-free, fun, and enjoyable. Bozard is a family-owned Ford dealership since 1949 here in St. Augustine, and they have been ranked the number one automotive dealership by Dealer Raider. Bozard Ford also has won back-to-back -back President's Awards, which is the highest honor given by Ford Motor Company to their dealers. Check them out online today at BozardFord.com, or better yet, go out and see Bo, Letty, and all of their amazing staff, and stop by Forge Garage and get that amazing 904 Now Burger. <laughs> Come through. Which is unreal. It's Absolutely. so good. Unreal. All right. So Amanda pulled out all the stops and brought in Davey Hartzell. So you know what? I just copied Amanda. <laughs> I just said, I've, she can bring in Davey Hartzell. I'll bring in Davey Hartzell. Davey, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to do pop culture shows. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys look like you were having an enjoyable time. It was a, it was a lot of prep, and I and I know there's a lot of buzz about it, but we, we got some great views on from for the evening show. You you guys did amazing. You bring, uh, to me, you bring all the energy to the morning show. <laughs> I just have to. You bring all the energy. I mean, Clay is this super, like, Joe cool kind oh, of cat, awesome. right? Yes. He just walks in and he's like, I'm really cool, guys. Yeah. But I don't have time for energy because I'm so cool, right? right? All my energy is in cool. He's reserving. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm so cool. I'm here. And then, for you that know. celebrated traffic report that we do. <laughs> it's so awesome. No, no, no. And, and uh, I, I got to give you, uh, you know, Pete is Pete. He's a Pete. Troy amazing. is Troy, right? And and there are times that those guys bring some energy, but Troy's you a pain in the butt. Constantly bring the energy. You know him well, though. Oh, I don't know how you did it for so long. Oh my god, eight years. He's something else. Eight years, baby. Yeah, you gotta. You try to have to be like two steps ahead, but there's no way. You don't know where he's walking. You don't well, know where he's gonna go. You don't know where he's walking. <laughs> And then the other thing is, you don't know if you want to bend where he's walking. I know. Right? Like, he starts telling a story. And you're like, if I've been there, I should never go there again. Right? Yes. <laughs> you should never go there again. That, one of the best things, I don't know if you ever heard this story. He constantly was, like, downplaying his childhood. Always telling you he was the son of a pig farmer. Yeah, yeah. They lived poor. They didn't have any money. I, his mom oh, and dad. uphill both ways. You oh. Know, newspaper it, on the feet. Yeah. yeah. I, he had to borrow shoes from other kids, right? Never had the same pair of shoes that's on. athletes, but right? that's kind of gross. The, the, first, yeah, yeah. the first 10 years he played baseball, he had to play without a glove. I mean, all of these things, right? <laughs> I mean, it was it's the stuff that he told. So his mom and dad come on the radio show, and we're sitting in there getting them set up, and he had to go get something out of his car. And I looked at him, I said, I really don't care which one of you says it, but I'm just going to ask the question, middle of the show, were you really that poor 
in Deland, or were you the richest family oh, in Deland? For the jugular, and I went right. And his mom was having none of it, but his dad threw him under the bus. Did he really? He's like, yes, we were the richest family in Deland, and I <laughs> and Troy just about he wanted to throw everything down, walk out. It was just, it was so funny. Oh man, like, this is awesome. That was not part of his narrative. No, Mr. Blevins <laughs> uh, came through big time on that show, and Troy's like, I'm not talking to either one of you the rest of the show. That's definitely have changed my view quite uh, a bit now. It was very funny. It was a very funny, funny show. Richie, it, rich, piggy, piggy. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> And at that time, um, one of his good friends always was watching online, mm. uh, from t and he just laid into Troy and comments on that. Oh, I'm it was, sure. It was good. It I'm was good. I'm sure. That's a mutiny. All right. How was the morning show? Woo! Hot fire. We're good. We had some hot topics. Mm -hmm. Getting ready for tomorrow. <laughs> I know that. As the, uh, the news just keeps flashing before me. But yeah, no, it was good this morning. Um, I was a little too aggressive about uh, plugging this show. Uh, I got well, my thank notes. you. Yeah. And he, well, he said, I don't want you to go guns a blazing on the show. I'm like, I'm not going to be crazy. He goes, well, you know, you're entering a show. You got to have some respect. It's Mr. Davis's show. I was like, okay. Mr. Davis. So here I am. <laughs> so like Mr. Rogers of St. Augustine. Uh, well, it's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny because I go home uh, this weekend and Darcy's like, well, Amanda's going to be gone on vacation, mm. which she's enjoying her vacation. She's playing Mike Davis. She's Haven't on vacation. vacation in three years. Enjoy it, yep. Amanda. Thank you. So sick of everybody. I'm on. I'm working. Everyone's vacation. You can vacation. Everyone's in Europe. Everyone's somewhere. Just go. I can't. There's just go. too much going on. It's not just this, but I mean, there's the spinning and then I've got the, you know, it's a, it's a thing. It's a, I it's know, a but one day you're going to wish you went. Uh, I did a lot of that. I did a lot of travel before I took this whole new life on. And so I did get my cards in, but it's, it's time. It's okay. time to like do something. You're right. You got to go. Not two weeks in December. Sounds real I mean, nice. <laughs> to convince you it's time to go. Even Pete took a week's vacation last year. Yeah, he did. Or this then this last spring where we yeah. didn't even know what was going on. He left his phone at home. He took his dogs to an undisclosed to location. You, we were nervous. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. And we were just we were like, are we having like a Lindsay Lohan meltdown here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I got a call from the CIA. That's like, do, do you know where Pete Melfi is? I have no idea. What did he do? I'm doing what clandestine all, operation is he involved in? I'm doing reads all shaky. Both are <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about the money. Where is he? <laughs> And he's out there just having a ball. I'm glad. Good. He's just yeah. It's no, a lot. This is a lot. So Amanda needs to go home. And I tell Darcy, I said, yeah, Davey's going to be my guest on I'm Monday. I'm excited, yeah. She's like, Davey's going to be your guest? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. She says, I always worry when you do a show with Troy, but I worry even more when you do a show with Davey. Oh, this will be fine. And I'm like, Darcy. Get the popcorn. Here we go. <laughs> I said, first of all, you haven't heard all of Davey's stories like Troy. Oh. So these are new stories these to be worried stories, about. These are new stories. These are new stories. Yes. So it was, it was very funny. All right. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I stopped in. I, I ducked my head in before the morning show. Mm. You brought up a topic. Okay. Um, this morning I said, hey, what do you want to talk about? And you wanted to talk a little bit about um, Ron DeSantis. Gulp. Okay. And so we'll dive into the, the <laughs> deep end. Um, there's an education debate going on right now. Yeah. Where um, the story on, and, and like I look at everything from left, right stories, right? And I, I'm, I'm a guy on the, the right. Uh, there are people that write on the left, and I always try to figure out their their tact, right? Their so they, agenda. And their honestly, agenda. being now doing this for what almost three years, yeah. I can see that. I see that there's two types of writing, and you got to look at both things. So last week, to give an example, a current story. Last week, there was a story of the police union chief mm -hmm. in L.A. telling his cops, "Leave L.A., go find somewhere where they respect you," because talks had broken down over a raise. Mm. and benefits mm -hmm. so the right picks that up as hey look they're telling police in a left city I mean, to leave los angeles right? i don't give them a lot of credit i'm sorry mike I <laughs> well but but the other side of it is what union chief doesn't say that right yeah. right i don't really care what city you're in you can talk to the union chief of anybody here in st augustine if they feel like the city or the county is disrespecting them they're going to tell their workers hey as a union chief you guys need to go find something it's a you know so when I look at it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of shocking a little bit, but that's also his job to say that. Mm. It's not to roll out there and go, well, the city took everything away from us. We got in the last seven years of negotiations, but you guys should just go to work and be happy tomorrow. That's not his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he says that, he's not going to have a job for very long. True. So some of it, I think you just you have to look at where it is and, and what the context is. Get the is. weed whacker out. Get it out. Figure this thing out. All right. So uh, one of the things that's, uh, and you and I talked a little bit, we talked about DeSantis kind of rolling out his campaign. Mm -hmm. He struggled a little bit rolling Man, out his campaign. a little. 
a and lot, it, buddy. Like that was a bad moment in the beginning. It, <laughs> what? It's not good. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be nice. I promise. No, no, it's okay. Look, I, I, I think that that he did a phenomenal job as governor. Absolutely. Right? But, I actually really liked him before he did all this, and now I'm over it. But what I think happened to him, right, is is the same thing when he ran his first gubernatorial campaign. Mm -hmm. He struggled a little bit. That you told me this, and, yeah. And, and if Trump hadn't come in towards the end mm -hmm. and endorsed him and campaigned with him, he won by a very narrow margin. Mm. Now, he did a lot of right things after that, which gave him this huge victory the last go-around. And he didn't need Trump the last go-around because he was really in the arena for a couple of years, and Trump wasn't. Trump was on the sidelines. DeSantis was having to make some major decisions with COVID policy and opening schools back up and all and these he other things. A, he had a, a love nerve with the local businesses because yes. he made a lot of things open and, and I, I get that. And that was awesome. And then what happened? So he starts, he, he goes to run for president. Right. Right. So I think that- With the, with the homie Elon. Well, but I, and I don't know that that was a great open, <sighs> right? I think you want to just, you want to kind of get it out there. You don't want to do something that is remembered for the wrong way. And I told people- that I met around the country who were in love with Ron DeSantis, right? I right. said, he, he's going to be great. He's got, he's going to learn as he gets uh, farther into politics, but his first campaign in Florida wasn't a breeze. And I don't think his first campaign for president will be a breeze. He had it no hat, all cattle. It'll take him a little bit of time to kind of figure that out. And it's a different arena, right? That's, a, I mean, Trump, Boy, is it a different arena? It absolutely yeah. is. And especially how you're going to, you know, talk in and campaign. Mm -hmm. it, that's a, it's a totally, all these different cultures. It's a, I mean, we do have a country full of the melting pot. I told you that before we started the show. Yeah. I mean, I come from, you know, the liberal pablum of the North and I really did. I, that's all I knew was, was that is the right way to go. And then I moved down here and I've been here for almost 15 years. And you guys have opened up a light that I've never had this education before on this side and, mm -hmm. of, of life. So it's really like you, like you looking for stories, you have to look at both sides and you have to make your own, you know, ethical decision that you, that feels, that feels right for you. Yeah. So and, I'm and, cool with that. No. And I think that the, the Santos is, you know, he's, he's got staff that did well in Florida, but that's like, no offense to his staff, but that's like playing in the minor leagues. As soon as you start coming up against every, this constant news cycle mm -hmm. and anything that you do, and especially if you're a Republican, if you make a misstep or you miss say something, they're going to blast that everywhere I in certain that. media. Yeah, they're I not going to give you a break. They're not going to go. The president fell over a sandbag that wasn't supposed to be there. We're going to move on. They're not going to do that for you. They but are going to grill you. Several missteps. I mean, even the brawl with Disney is a little bit crazy. It's in my opinion. I just mm -hmm. think it's like really why go after the jugular of that. Like, isn't there something else that he could like is he has a really great uh, uh, immigrant immigration policy that mm -hmm. that he's celebrated by the conservative. Movement. Am I saying this right? Like, why the jugular of Disney? I think it's um, is it an easy target because they look vulnerable? Well, no, I think Disney's an, uh, an easy target if you're on the Just right. Don't sleep on Bob Iger. Because I think that Disney got involved in Florida politics. Mm. So there was something that wasn't controversial and and, and people on the left changed it to be controversial. And then Disney said, we're going to jump in this fight. And DeSantis is like, okay, if we're going to argue over this, we're going all out. Mm. And then they, they uh, turned around and took their um, status away from them. So I went back, we talked about this several months on the show. So I went back and found a story on Disney in the mid nineties out of the Washington post. Mm. Okay. So pre-culture wars that we are fighting today. Pre-culture wars. Disney wanted to open up a theme park in Virginia. Mm -hmm. The Washington Post said that Virginia oh. should be smarter than Florida and never give Disney the rights that they have in Florida. So Disney basically was governing themselves with this Ready Creek district. Interesting. The Washington Post article said they should not get the same rights in Virginia. The Virginia legislature should be smarter than the Florida legislature was in the 1960s. And Disney should have to do the things that everybody else has to do, right? Pre-culture wars, pre-DeSantis, pre-Trump, pre-Obama, pre-everything, right? Okay. It, and when you read the article, you're like, well, wait a minute. What changed about that? Mm. If the Washington Post was right back then that Disney should be held to all the same laws that everybody else has in Virginia when they're coming to set up a theme park, what's wrong about that? Mm -hmm. and, and if that was their point that the Florida legislature had done something wrong and the Florida legislature fixes that, it's hard to retract. It was a miracle that I found the story. 
I mean, I was just digging through Ready Creek News. And there wasn't a retraction or anything? No. Wow. No. And and I think that in some cases, they don't even know the story's out there. Hmm. I said DeSantis should take the story and put it everywhere out. The Washington Post said I was right. Because I fixed something that they said was wrong in 19-whatever. Well, you know him. You should call him and tell him. I, uh, de- well, <laughs> non-DeSantis won't take my calls right now. Oh, no? Too busy. Yeah, non-DeSantis is too busy right now ruining other people's lives. He's ruining other people's <laughs> lives. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So, anyway, good. Uh, that, okay, so the education thing. Let's go back to that. Yep. Tell me what you uh, discovered there, Sleuth. So, what they, they're talking about is that there is one line in uh, somewhere in the education package, right, for the state of Florida. And the line is being kind of taken out of context. Okay, this is the line. Okay, I'm ready. Right? Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the exact line. It's, And what you're saying is, what's being said on the left is that Ron DeSantis is, is telling yeah. black kids that slavery was good for them. Well, That's, they enabled them to have some skills. Correct. Okay. Yes. That is not exactly what it says, right? Um, for additional kind, the, the new law doesn't say slavery was good or that it benefited the enslaved. It states that in some instances, the skills developed were of a personal benefit, but it also teaches that slavery itself is bad, was bad, and should be remembered as bad, right? Mm -hmm. So I think what I say is, look, if you were working on a farm and you were a slave, that was a horrible thing. But when you were freed and you knew how to farm, you you left that farm with some knowledge or skills. Now, how you got that was completely wrong, right? I cannot express enough the 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 hatred that I would have for slavery, mm, right? The thought course. that some that other sense. human yeah. being would own another one and tell them what to do is absolutely abhorrent to me. So what would we do if we had slavery today? What we would do is we would obviously, and they were free, we would set them up, right? We mm-hmm. would set them up with land. We would set them up with obviously the skills that they know how to survive. That's what we would do even in the philanthropic world. Yes. So- what what is he saying here? What what is the line that was that's being well the the line is is that line, right? So it I find the exact phrasing. It's important to get the exact phrasing because that's Yeah, the insult attempt to gaslight. They decided middle school students were taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. Okay. The line is right, um slavery uh, was good. It states that in some instances, the skills that they developed were of a personal benefit, mm. but it teaches that slavery itself was and is bad and should be remembered as bad. So what you've got is you're pulling one line out of thousands of lines of text, and you're saying this is the line that shows that the Florida law is extremist. I mean, you, it's a pretty extreme line. I mean, I don't know. I, Slavery is bad, period. Just like you said. Uh, I don't know. It's really good. I'm going to have to see the, the layout then. I'm going to have to see what they're thinking about rolling that out because yeah. I, yeah. So so basically, so this came from uh, the, the Florida State Academic Standards of Social Studies. On page six, I pulled it up. On, also, by the way, it's 216 pages. On page six, it has the line. It comes from uh, a benchmark that comes from examine the various duties and trades performed by slaves e.g. agricultural work, painting, carpentry, tailoring, domestic service, blacksmithing, and transportation. It then says afterward, benchmark clarification. Instruction includes how slaves develop skills which, in some instances, could be applied to for their personal benefit. So, so, so that's the Maybe official. the words personal benefit could have been re, reconfigured. Yeah. Personal benefit, I think, is what hurts people um, in, this, in this instance. And that's so how I, would you have phrased it? Mm, that's a good question. And Blake, how would you have phrased it? You just got out. I mean, you just got out of college. How would you have phrased that? I mean, well, 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 first of all, getting good life out, skills. Well, first of all, you had to clarify that I graduated college, not not just not just get out of college because I made it sound like that I dropped out of college, which oh, I did no, not. No, no, we know that you did. Blake, how were your years. how were your two weeks in school? <laughs> just kidding, Blake. <laughs> Yeah, you, Blake, you did an amazing job, and we have documented on this show and congratulated you on your college you. degree. All Thank shows, Thank yes, you. really celebrated. Yeah. Yes, Blake. we have. <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, so so it's always, it's. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's all to say, like, like you had to, you had to explain, like, yes, they had, they had some skills, but you had to explain, like, but they, you, they were forced into said skills or born into it too. Yes. Yes. Both of those. Yeah. Right. I think both of those are contextual and, and are correct. Right. 
Um, and I don't know how you, you know, I don't know how you phrase that, that it, that it sounds that you, that you can make it sound good, which is what they picked up on, mm. right? Which is exactly what. Did you guys always feel this way? Did you always feel that about way? what? Like when you were in school and you were you like you always. I, I, I was never. So when I was growing up, right, the what did the, they say? Unwoke. Like when did you become? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I sounds I, like you went to sleep. No, no. I, I just <laughs> well, I for me, right. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to say this correct. There was no part of me at any point in time that I felt like some other race was inferior to me. Right. right? I just I wasn't raised that way. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, I wasn't taught that. Um, I haven't grown up that way, and I haven't lived that way. Um, there are. Um, and I've had a lot of interactions with a lot of different people of a lot of different races and, and different ethnicities, different sexualities in my sure. lifetime. And, and, and you traveled, and, and that means a lot in life. You have to travel. Well, but back then I didn't. I mean, I was, I was a St. Augustine kid. You didn't go anywhere. If you, got, if you went to Bayard, that was a huge trip, right? Really? Yeah. I mean, we, I, we didn't travel much as kids. I oh, mean, I thought you did. No, mm -mm. I didn't travel too much later in life. All of mine w was, was here in St. Augustine. Mm. But I never felt that way. I never wanted to feel that way. Um, I always try to treat people the way they treated you, right? I, we've had a constant saying as our kids grow up, it doesn't matter who's doing what job. If they're working as hard as they can at their job, they deserve your utmost respect. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter the job, right? You should treat everybody the same. And and I watch some of that. I mean, we're like, oh, well, so-and-so is a lawyer and so-and-so is, and I grew up in a blue collar family and business, right? Yeah, me too. Carpenters, plumbers, electricians, masons. I saw some people look down on on people because they had a different degree or they they had higher level of education mm -hmm. i saw that right, right. as, as we were working for that traits, so, you so you're like okay that's really not right it's a learned behavior we, we had one client that was a doctor and uh he was great he went and talked out to all of our our subs all of our employees and i told him i said our guys have given you one of the highest compliments and he said what's that i said they, they asked me what you did and when i told him you were a doctor they're like there's no way he's nice to us and he talks to us yeah he treats us well that's awesome and and so i mean you know, for me, I think that's the the one thing you should value people for where they're at and what they do. And not everybody can do everything. Right. I mean, there you know, like, there are a lot of lawyers that if you ask them to put a uh, a front door lock on, you you'll be nailing a two by four to that door to keep it locked at night. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, they, it's just they can't do. It. But if you ask somebody else, me or you, to do to do a legal brief, we're not going to do that either. No, I would just go to the. ChatGPT. Blake is innocent. <laughs> He's a good man. He's innocent. Just let him go without so recording any So let me ask law. you this question. Yes. If this is a slave narrative, mm -hmm. shouldn't the descendants of the slaves have the right to tell the story? Am I saying that wrong? Well, I think they have, I think everybody has a right to have input into the story, right? So okay. I, one of the things that I kind of get tired of is, it, and like, how would you feel if somebody wrote, wrote about your family and they were like, "We don't want to hear about your dad. We want to hear about everybody else." But your dad. that would be all horrible, right? I, I think I think that would be horrible, right? But I don't think you can look at people and say, "Well, you don't fit this demographic, mm -hmm. or you don't fit this ethnic group, so you don't have a right to comment on it." I think that is. And is that the feedback that you're, that you're getting? No, I, I just, I think that's part of, look, I have a right to comment on just about everything. That's free yeah. speech. Yeah. There are some things I probably shouldn't comment on. Well, right. I mean, There's some things you just go, well, I don't know enough about that to say But anything. I think your approach is great because you do see both sides of the fence, but it's just an interesting topic of who's going to have control over this narrative. Is this the education uh, of the state of Florida? Well, and I think that's part of the problem and the pickle we've got ourselves in there, mm. right? Is that you have two very opposite sides who don't want to agree. Right. And so trying to come up with anything that makes both of those sides happy mm. in our current political climate is damn near impossible. So then why did um, DeSantis say that he wasn't a part of this conversation? I don't know why he said that. I yeah. think if you're, if, you, if you're the governor, you take charge of all of it. Dude, all of it. Yeah, that, yep, we did that. If it's wrong, That's we're going to go fix it. No, this yeah. is a major thing. It, yeah. If it's wrong, we'll go fix it. Yeah. There yeah. were two, Blake, how many pages? 216 216 pages. pages. Yeah, 216 pages. Yeah. And you know, we had 216 pages. If you're not happy with that, I'll put a committee together and we'll we'll, we'll look at it and we'll, we'll rewrite it. Mm. Right? I, that's me. Rather, it's, The last thing you want to say as governor is I don't have anything to do with it. Because even if you didn't have anything to do with it, it's your job to know that it was going on. Was there ever a golden time in Florida? Was there ever like a, oh, that was the time when life was wonderful? I just feel like it's, is it, has it always been, there's always been some sort of issue like this? I don't know. Well, see, and I kind of, I take a different perspective. I'll go more global on, on kind of like this stuff, right? 
I think we're living in, in one of the, the easiest times to be a human being in the history of humans, yeah. <laughs> right? If you got me, you said, was there a good time? And in my mind, I'm going, well, there's a certain group of people that said, yeah, um, 1560 was better than 1565 when the Spanish showed up, Yeah, right? When you had all here, of these yeah. natives, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, it was better then. But back then you had death, you had, um, you had all kinds of things that people were dealing with, you had disease. If you go read the history of St. Augustine, uh, there were seven, I think there were eight or nine authors that wrote different, each one wrote about a different era mm. in St. Augustine's history. It's a miracle that St. Augustine survived the first two or 300 years. Right, yeah. I mean, you're looking at everything that we've faced in our lives today, right? Famine, mm -hmm. disease, plague, um, starvation, right? all of this stuff, war, they dealt with but without any of the modern conveniences that we have today. Right, right, right. Including air conditioning. Oh my God. <laughs> no air conditioning, right? I don't know how they did it. None of that, and they lived here. I'll be stanking down yes. here. <laughs> but apparently body odor was hot back in the day. Uh, apparently mosquitoes did That's not like that. That's just what Troy says when uh, he doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> Blake, you live with him, is that true? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on the <laughs> No, I mean, I think we live in the most amazing time. And I think yeah. to a certain degree, we miss out on that. I mm -hmm. don't think you can go back and fix things that have been done in the past. And if you go around the world today, there are places in the world that have slavery today. Mm. We would be far better trying to address the people that are currently enslaved that you could fix that mm -hmm. than trying to go back and redress something um, that happened 200. I don't even know what like my education. I think we watched Roots. I think that that yes. was the, my slavery education. That was it. Well, I think that was kind of an awakening to okay, um, yeah. There's we have to deal with this, right? We we honestly need to or look just at reflect it. that it happened, and you know we don't need to repeat it. I mean, it's well, a horrible but, time. No, it's a, humans have been horrible to other humans throughout the entire True human story, history, right? Yeah. I mean, you could go anywhere around the planet, and you can find where Stonewall for uh, yes. gay people. Absolutely, yeah. They, We've you, all persevered from something. Yes, that is correct. And so I think that human beings have not been good to other human beings. To go back and look at that and say, hey, we, you know, this is wrong here, that's wrong there. I, yeah, but I don't know how you fix that mm. in retrospect, right? I think right. you try to, the, the system that you're trying to create is one where everybody is is looked at equally. Okay. And everybody has an opportunity. You got to work. You got to, you know. People just want to be heard and seen. Yeah. And nothing is, you know, I don't know of anybody that has been successful that it was easy for them to be successful. Right. Well, yeah. Well, there's one person I can Oh well, <laughs> he's got his own. Problems, I'm so. not going to mention that. Yeah, I'm going to let that one go. It but must the, be nice. No, it just. So I, I think that's part of the struggle that we all have to go through, and it doesn't. I mean, and there are people that uh, in America that have, were born with nothing. Mm -hmm. That that when they when they pass on, they'll be millionaires or billionaires. It's one of the few places in the world where you have wealth constantly transferred. I mean. You Anna have, Nicole Smith. That's just the first one that came yeah. to my mind. God bless her. Yes, God bless. But you have people that grew up with nothing that become millionaires. Yeah, yeah. You have people that were born into millionaire families that their kids will be very poor because they didn't continue that work ethic. They didn't continue that drive. They whatever it was with education. Not maybe me. I'm know. a worker. I, I, I just love working. I love yeah. it. I don't like. Why you can't I don't take like vacation. slowing down. Yeah. I know it's fun though. It's like when no. you get somewhere. It's like it's like a video game. Ooh, you're advanced to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which I have to tell you, Peloton just came out with a video game on their bike. What video game did Dude, they come? Dude, it's awesome. <laughs> Wait a minute, please tell me it's like Grand Theft Auto on a bike. <laughs> please tell me it's Grand Theft Auto on a bike. You have to turn your resistance up and you have to get the, collect the coins and then you got to like hold your cadence. It's pretty awesome. Oh, uh, what will they think of next? I don't know, but that is a fun game. It's called Fastlane. Uh, <laughs> we should send Troy to them. He could come up with a few games for me. <laughs> just geeked out a little bit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Drag it out. But no, I, I and it's a very difficult discussion because no matter what you say or do about it, you can always find yourself on the wrong side of the discussion. No, but I think that you see common ground, and I, I think we all do, and we all want to make it nice. We just mm -hmm. want to be good people at the end of the day. Hardworking right. good people. There's you nothing want, wrong with that. To me, you want you know, you, you want to as you go through life, you want to treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. And and I think if we all did that, it would be a whole lot easier place to live in and work in and 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 be a part of. Why there are some people that want to do it a different way is is beyond. I'm always scratching my head at that. I'm always thinking too, and I always think of the front line and who has to deliver this information, which mm -hmm. is the teachers. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the hard part. It's like 
you know they're all going to be passionate about it and you know you don't know which way you know how they're going to you know roll it out with their own signature curriculum so mm -hmm. i do feel like they're going to have a lot of again they're going to have more pressure on themselves to be able to roll this out in a way in a narrative that they don't lose their job Bobby, what bobby apparently is not going Why to the jumbo shrimp game. always i don't know bobby's always on this show i think bobby goes to sleep it's thinking a, about strippers wakes up in the morning i know bobby and bj I'm i know telling you. <laughs> so what are you doing here how do we get out of here i didn't know she was a stripper was she really a stripper uh, yes she was yes yes that's how he met her yeah yeah, and, not that, uh, as Seinfeld would say, not that there's anything friends. wrong with that. Yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> well, she—I don't think he could do much. I don't know. I got to. Tell I you. think she became great friends. Well, I'm not going to say anything because I just said I'm going to be nice. So <laughs> leave that alone. It's, uh, hey, it's pop culture. I I got I'm, it, Nicole. I know it. I'm leaving that alone. I'm sure you never watched a reality show. Well, no, and the other—you know—we've talked a lot on the show about. Um, <laughs> We're not talking Vanderpump. Vanderpump rules. No, but Anna Nicole had her own reality mm -hmm. show on Showtime, and it was amazing. Oh boy. Well, but we talked a lot about that. There's a lot of people that want to be famous. Yeah. And and I have always said that when the famous fairy comes along and sprinkles you with famous dust, mm -hmm. that's an evil fairy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing good happens after that. Nope. I mean, you can look at a lot of people who work really hard to to be successful and they become famous. Mm -hmm. And it, it's almost like their lives just fall apart after that. Well, it, it's a game. And you either uh, like playing the game or not. Yeah. But it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I mean, you yeah. can have a one, you can be a one-hit wonder, but mm -hmm. to have a sophomore album release and you can still hold that cadence, Taylor Swift. Thank you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you just, I think that you begin to live in a world that isn't like everyone else's world. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, offense, no offense to Taylor Swift. No, it's true. We go back to my time with Elvis, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you look at what happened to Elvis. Mm -hmm. You get surrounded by people who always tell you yes. Mm. You, you get surrounded by people who won't tell you no, maybe don't have your best interest at heart, but have their best interest at heart. I mean, we go back to, um, I thought they did a great job in the Queen movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of yeah. documenting how Freddie Mercury got sucked into all. Here's a guy Freddie who was, cool. was slumping bags at the airport. Right. Becomes this huge musician. Not a looker. And, and is surrounded by all of these people who aren't helping him, but are but are feeding the worst parts of him. Yeah. So they can hang around with him. Right, to be cool. Yeah. yeah I know. And, and that, you know, you know, look at that. I said, was that a happy life? Speaking of Elvis, they just released the uh, autopsy report on how Lisa Marie died. Yeah. Did you hear it? No, nah, I read a bit of it. You tell mm. me. It's the, she had a bariatric procedure and she had some caca stuck in there. Again, with the bacterial infections. They're, they're snatching my queens. It, Madonna with the face, and now I can't meet everybody. What happened to Madonna? I know she got Dude. sick. What was Madonna's? <sighs> I think she could stop touching your face. I mean, first and foremost, she is touching her face too much. And I'm telling you, that's when toxins. you say touch her face, you mean she's like, like the injection. She's trying to improve. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's no secret. It's all over the blogs. And mm. it's just, she's got Nana new face, and it's too much. She has to let it go while they over Botoxed her before her release of this concert. And sure enough, she had a bacterial infection and now she has postponed her concert to October. So here's my comment on that, right? We mm. just talked about she got really famous. Yeah. Somebody in that Dude. inner circle you would think would go, huh, you're beautiful. Uh. You're amazingly beautiful. Just be yourself and be beautiful. They're She's all like, no, no, go do some more Botox. She's a beast. She yeah. is the she. That is a that is a city girl. Yes. <laughs> she is. I don't think you can tell her right from wrong, left or right. But you think about it, another one. Like, Who right? influences her? Nobody. Nobody. Right. Which what I'm saying is, I don't know that that's the best. It's like her. the castle in the sky. I know. I don't know that that's the best. Definitely not Tommy Matola. No, Oof. I don't think it's the best. All right. Um, we have managed to blow through 30 minutes <laughs> of flip, drivel. <laughs> All right. So I have a Pete Melfi-esque story for you guys. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, no. It, th this is... Was like, he involved? No, I don't know that he was, okay. but I really do want to see where he was on that day. I don't think that looks like Pete. No, that definitely That's definitely doesn't. not Pete. That definitely doesn't. So there's a, um, a group in, in Europe called Just Stop Oil. Mm. They have been uh, making headlines for blocking traffic. Okay. All kinds of stories of them blocking traffic, people being upset with them blocking traffic, people being, you know, hey, I'm trying to get to work. Hey, I'm trying to get to a hospital. Hey, I'm trying to get wherever. And people blocking traffic. So a group of folks God, decided so they, I know I'm, it's bad enough on the bridge lines, but imagine if the bridge lines went down and people chained themselves across my the bridge lines. My day has to roll like dominoes. If there's yeah. one thing in my way, it's going <laughs> to screw up everything else. Oh, yes. my, this would absolutely take me off. Yes. Yeah. So, the um, the the just stop all people 
got infiltrated. Mm. So somebody joins up, went to a few of their protests, blocked traffic with them, finds out they're having a, a dinner. Oh. And so they decide they're going to disrupt the dinner. Now, when I start reading the article, I'm thinking, well, how are they going to barricade the dinner? It was, it was brilliant. It was a Pete Melfi plan. Okay. Right? So okay. here's a group of people that have been annoying their fellow citizens by stopping them from driving. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a political point, but you're not winning anybody to your side when you ruin their day. Right. It's not like, hey, Davey, hmm. so-and-so ruined my day today, and I really want to join their cause. No, right, right. Yeah. It's yeah. like. I'm very upset with them ruining my cause and I don't, you know, ruining my day and I'm not going to join their cause. So I don't think they're winning the hearts and minds that they want. But anyway, so these folks sneak into their uh, dinner. They show up with a bunch of helium balloons. It's in an old church, 40 foot tall ceilings. Whoa. They tie to the balloons alarms and then set the alarms off that are very loud. Let go of the balloons and the balloons float up to 40 feet. Nobody can get to the balloons. Wait, back up. So they let go of the balloons at a certain time? Yes. As this banquet was hitting, oh we're going to start the banquet. God. So instead of being able it's to so talk loud. in the banquet, it's, inc- well, it's, 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 a stone, it's a stone church. You know yeah. everything's echoing off of there. You're right. And, and so they can't, get, they can't get to the balloons. Oh it's one of the best pranks I've ever Mother heard of. Mia, that's amazing. It's an amazing that's prank. That's amazing. You're like, that's just... So the, the Just Stop Old people are trying to get like, 15 foot ladders to get to the 40 foot balloon. <laughs> and it's, it's like, hey, this dude, that ain't going to, I'm in construction. You need a bigger ladder, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm on Jaws. We need a bigger ladder, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't uh, shoot because it's in the church. That wouldn't be a good thing. Well, it's, I think that's what, I, well, first of all, it's not like you expect, it's in the UK. Uh, no uh, one's carrying there, no, right? It, and it's not like anybody, I mean, no one's bringing a weapon to that. Group. Fr- Claudia is in the UK right now. I'm like, can you just come home? Please. Is she, where is she in the UK? She's uh, in London. It's a dream trip. Here she goes. <laughs> She's having fun. You didn't want to go with her? Oh, I would love to go with her. Anything with Claudia. I mean, she just she hiked up uh, Kilimanjaro. That is that's a that's that's a, a hike. That's a hike. That's a, I don't want to do that. We did a five hour ride together. Okay, it's called the Haleakala. Yep, and we rode um, on the spin bike for five hours from three a.m. to nine fifteen. It was amazing. Over 100 miles. It so was awesome. where is the real road course at that you rode on the spin bike? Well, that was, that's uh, the Peloton. The Peloton. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. you just did on the Peloton. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. It's, like a, it's like one of those things you get and then Peloton gives you like a little trophy. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm the top the things that you will tile. do for a trophy. Oh, man, absolutely. A Life's trophy, a tile, <laughs> all of that stuff. T-shirts. Yes. But anyway, I thought that was just a great prank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I thought it, it was, hey, you're annoying us. We just want you to know how it feels. No one got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. It, did, it didn't disrupt. I mean, yeah, they couldn't do their dinner, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a, a classic. Right then, you're wishing some kid just shows up with a, a slingshot. That's what we right? needed. That's a slingshot. Just a slingshot. And yeah. So from now on, can you see them? Okay, we're getting ready. We have another banquet. We do have slingshots this time, right? Oh, I would put netting <laughs> <laughs> over the ceiling. We're running a place with an eight-foot ceiling right. this time. Right, just do it over at the yeah. Elks Lodge. It's yeah, a lower ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about it. We're not doing it in any churches. Those are that all. That would be a good one to eliminate after this when they're yeah. event planner. <laughs> no more large church. But but I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good a, prank. Yeah, that's, yeah, take that. Yes. <laughs> now, had they never bothered anybody by blocking traffic, I would have thought it was an out-of-context out of prank and they shouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. But, because that's their mode. Yeah. Plus gluing themselves. I don't know if you've seen, uh, Blake, have you seen the gluing, gluing to the road? Themselves. They have. They're gluing themselves to the road so they can't be removed. You know what makes my blood boil are the activists that are throwing the paint or the things on the artwork. Yes. I don't them. like that. That is not nice. No. I don't care for that. And they're like, well, look at our side of the story. Well, there's a different way that you could approach that because Leonardo da Vinci didn't want your ham and cheese on his painting. Right? Oh. You had to go ham and cheese, didn't you? Well, I was you had to I on the 904 now. Bring up cheese sandwiches yeah, again. I doubt it's always about food. I know. I know. No, I think that some, that doesn't, again, it doesn't endear yeah. anybody to your side. Have you ever been an activist like that? Have you ever been passionate about like a specific thing and you and your bros were like, let's yeah, go? Yeah, I, I did actually. Um, so whenever the Gulf War broke out. Okay. There were um, people that were protesting at the foot of the bridge. Oh, wow. So... I went with a couple of buddies one day. Um, it was on Fridays with signs that said support the troops. Mm. 
So the next week there were five or six of us. The next week there were 15 of us. The next week there were 40 of us. And it ended up being, you know, one side of the foot of the bridge alliance was anti-war and the other side was support the troops, Mm. right? Nobody was pro-war, but support the troops. The first night I was there was probably one of the most interesting political discussion nights that I had ever possibly had. Aside from our education. Well, it was, was, but I appealed to (laughs) you can't be here tonight. I'm like, why can't I be here? There's free speech. I can be here just like you can be right, here, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I celebrate the fact that you're here. I didn't tell you you couldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just interesting. I had one uh, person tell me, well, all we're trying to do is take the oil. And I'm like, well, last time I checked, we're the only country in the history of the world that has fought wars with other countries, freed the other countries, and then let them have their own self-governance. Yeah. I don't really think we want to be in Iraq and Iran all that, or Iraq all that long. I don't My think dad, that's where we're going to be. Three, three tours, amazing. Yeah. yeah, we don't, I don't think that's where we, No. yeah. I mean, Japan's free now. They're an ally of ours. Germany, you look at all these countries and you just had a difference of opinion mm-hmm. over how that was going to go. So now, looking at that, are you sweating about Russia? Uh, am I sweating about Russia? I think that we're in a... I thought we'd be done by now. No? No, no. Anybody, (laughs) anybody that's selling the weapons that tells you they'll be done quickly. Like, Davey, you'll never need another razor if you just buy this razor. Oh, yeah. True story. Right? So, I mean, it, 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 you just, there there are, I think that this is a war that we should have been able to avoid. Mm. Um, we're in it. Um, we had a demographics expert on here probably a year ago. Mm. Uh, right now, the, the both the Russians and the Ukrainians are losing. They're losing an entire generation of young men. Yeah, both countries have a reproduction it's rate sad. that's like two two or two point one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is close to that rate of you you can't recover from that. Mm. And they're wiping out an entire generation of young men on both sides as this fight goes on. To me, the one country that's winning this thing is China. So, yeah. so China is not spending billions of dollars like the United States is. China isn't losing uh, young men like Russia is and the Ukraine is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this demographic experts take on it and say both of those countries are done. Mm-hmm. This is the last major war they'll fight because there's not a replacement of the of. You're not going to be able to rebuild your country. So, what happens then? It just what is that? It's just going to be like you know a trash heap of. Well, well, right now, the Ukraine is a trash heap. And if you go look at what the Ukraine was before the war started, it was it was number one exporter of all kinds of items or top five items around the world. I mean, they had grain, they had sunflower oil, they had all these minerals and all these things. Supposedly, it will take 50 years to get there, 30 years to get their agriculture back to where it was. And it's not going to be 30 years of them doing it by themselves. It'll be 30 years (laughs) of a lot of help. And then, you know, that's if we're fighting. And I'm saying if because I don't know with regular bullets. Mm. Put depleted depleted uranium shells out there and start right. lobbing those all over the place. How are you going to grow crops? Yeah, how are you going to grow crops? Right. So the Ukraine is essentially going to be a mess for some time. Now, Russia could pull back out of there, hold on to stuff. As long as Ukraine's a mess and they can't attack them, the Russians will be happy. The only way that's going to happen is if you have to inflate his ego, and you can't. Well, the the other thing I made a a, a long point of, and I'll, I'll condense it because we got five questions. Um, <laughs> Sorry. If you no no, if you go back and look at Russian history. The times that there have been changes in Russian leadership has been when they lose a war. Okay. Putin was at more risk the day he started the war of, of being overthrown than he was before then at all. Interesting. So if you go back, they, they, the Crimean War, uh, the Russians did not decisively win that. In the same area they're fighting now against the British and the French, the Russians had reforms. Uh, they lost the war in 1905 to the Japanese. They had reforms then. They lost the war, uh, World War One. They were the first country out. Mm. They had a revolution. They got rid of the czar. They had a counter-revolution. The communists came in, and the communists held on until when, Davey? Until they lost in the 1980s in Afghanistan. In 1980s. And then the late 80s, early 90s is when everything broke up because they couldn't beat Afghanistan. They could not beat uh-huh. the Afghans. So every time, they, so Putin is in more trouble right now if he doesn't win because somebody in Russia has the ability to say, well, he's weak. He's took our country here. We're going to get rid of him. The only thing I have cautioned is uh, there are not a lot of angels in that government. Mm-mm. So to think that something would happen to Putin and a new guy would come in and be better than Putin and a nicer person no. is an unrealistic thought. Definitely. Yeah. The person that has the um, guts, be out by now. The, the person that has the guts to take out Putin is probably not the nicest guy in the world. Mm. So I, I think it's a mess. I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. That's overwhelming. It's and, a mess. Yeah. And I don't think we're doing anything 
to make it go away. Be grateful we don't have to deal with that. Yes. While we do yeah. in an indirect way, but yeah. Yes. All right. So on a happier note. Okay. Uh, the uh, Splendor in the Grass Festival oh. was in Australia. Okay. It's a big music festival. Lizzo played there. Mumford played there. Did Lizzo uh, have the flute? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. My daughter did send me video. She was there. That's it's, awesome. a, it's in Byron. And um, I felt like I was at the Mumford and Sons part of the concert. She had a couple good videos. I was so happy. Same. Yeah. I love Mumford and Sons. But anyway, um, so yes, they had, but it was Barbie Day on Friday there. I thought you were going to kick it. All these people dressed up. As yes. Barbie and Ken and variations of Barbie. So Dude, you would hate that movie. <laughs> I loved it. It was awesome. But yeah, it was it's not for you, Mike. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not for you. Don't run it. It's not it's not, for it's not gonna be for me. $155 million opening. It's the fourth largest opening ever, the first for a woman director. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it was and what was uh but no, I, you're more of an Oppenheimer dude. But I thought the the wasn't there a woman director for um Miss Marvel, the Marvel. Yeah. I thought that was a woman director, woman lead cast, and that was the highest one. She got bumped. She got bumped. She got bumped. You don't keep those titles for long. <laughs> you don't keep them for long. Well, records are meant to be broken. Look at Michael Phelps. His record just got broken. Who broke his record? 400 uh, IM. Uh, there was a, a Frenchman, and he was there, and he congratulated the kid. It was awesome, and World Championships is going on right now. Right. That's when Dave Hartzell that- was king. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so five questions. Blake, are you ready? Rock and yes, roll. I am. All right, so I have two questions. I have no idea what they are. Because Davey brought them. Mm. But one of the questions, since we'll roll with the Barbie, what uh, what character would you be in the Barbie movie? Okay. Uh, so, Davey, you've seen the Barbie movie. You've already said you were Ken. Mm-hmm. So what, 904 Ken. I was 904K, I know. You were everywhere. You're like the Chad Light of the Barbie movie. <laughs> no, Mattel owes me a paycheck. I sold out that theater, dude. Like, And I said this to Pete. He was like, no. I was like, Taylor Swift never said on her resume that she sold out it, the St. Augustine Epic movie theater. It, in, in Barbie's defense, I think it was going to be pretty close to a sellout before you said you were going. I know you care. <laughs> I know you carried the last 40%. Dude, no. Absolutely not. We started with four tickets. That was 130. We rocked it. Uh, no, we didn't get a paycheck on it, though. That's the embarrassing part. So who would you be? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I have to be. I have to be Ken. Or There's a really funny character called Alan in the movie, too. Okay. And he's like sort of like uh, in the background and sort of like the nerd dorky one, but it's mm-hmm. a comic relief. I think he's played by Michael Sarah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he steals the show in many parts. All right. Blake, what about you? Um, I don't know. I think I have. This is a tough question. It's not an easy one. It's not an easy one because I haven't seen the movie. So, I, if I could cast you, I would say Will Ferrell, okay. the CEO of Mattel. I was thinking that as well. So, yeah, yeah sure. I'll take I just you. see him as a CEO. Yeah, definitely a leader. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my answer is a little, um, little off base, but you're gonna have to work with me here. Mm. So if you had uh, a little girl in the family that had the Barbie, yeah, yeah, I you did. had the little boy that had the GI Joe, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if GI Joe did not make an appearance in the Barbie movie, I'll be a little disappointed, but I would have been GI Joe. No GI Joe. No GI Joe in the Barbie That's movie. Why I told you you cannot see this movie. It's, <sighs> not, for you. it's not for you. It's okay. No, no, yeah. <laughs> But David, David, you said earlier that he was a uh, he was an Oppenheimer uh, he was an Oppenheimer guy. Oppenheimer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's eighty million on the opening. Congratulations. But but but, but, but 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 I thought Mike was more of a Sounder Freedom guy. I am a sound. I'm gonna go. We haven't haven't had a chance to go, but I do want to go see that movie. Apparently, I have not seen that. I need to see that too. That's a buzzword in my ear. Well, I ain't the, touching that film. Uh, what's that? I ain't touching that film. Why not? Why not? Eh, too much controversy going on with that film. Plus, also allegedly the guy had said some comments about. So it's a movie like depicting that. how bad child yeah. sex trafficking. It's is. bad. Yes, but I like that stuff. He, 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 my Dateline degree. I, look, I, I think you. Yeah, I, I'm going to go see that. First of all, I, I think Jim Carvel's a, a, a great guy, and oh. I'm going to go see that. But yeah, and I, and I, I want to support that because I think that's a cause that we all should be behind. It'll be hard it to should watch, that should yeah. not be controversial. I like movies that challenge you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to kind of you look at the other side of this perspective, like M Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> all right. You asked a question. What is scarier, a dog that barks or a dog that growls? Ooh, growls, growls. all day long. I think you left the part out that's important. The dog that bites is the scariest one. Really? You think so? The dog that bites is scarier. 
No, I think the dog that growls, because you don't know how big that, that bite's going to be. I, I think the quiet dog that doesn't growl or bark that just bites you is the one that I'm worried about. <laughs> That's called Chihuahua. The one that just comes up and just, yeah, I'm not, I'm too lazy to bark or growl <laughs> at you, but I, I'm not lazy enough to not, not bite you. Yo quiero Taco Bell. God, there was a great, you remember the, the um, Pink Panther? Oh, yeah. Is this your dog? Oh, <laughs> so this your good. Dog, this is your dog bite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what questions do you have for me? You had two questions for me. From a mystery guest here. Yes. He would like to know, uh, why did he not drive to better spots when in Nicaragua, when the beach break was clearly closing out for five days? Uh, it's That's an easy answer. Okay. Uh, my wife and two of her friends were there. Okay. And you never leave your wingman so then that was the second question you never said, leave your wing why don't you take wives on surf trips uh i would take my wife on any surf trip she wanted to go to i still had fun surfing i just had to surf a different spot oh, okay but i mean it just you know some like my i'm not leaving my wife alone i'm driving <laughs> an hour away to somewhere i don't know where it is and back that's like not an option he thought this question was going to rile you up and no. then obviously no. no listen you never leave your wingman you never, so leave, you a wingman. never leave your wingman true story yeah you just don't do that especially that's in nicaragua not... you never know no. and then you're gone that's it then you're untaken davy that was some amazing flying <laughs> right up to the point where you left your wingman yeah. you never leave your wingman never. never never leave him blake what about you <laughs> what? Like, uh, would you leave a? Would you leave your spouse? Yeah, in a foreign country to go surf a different spot? Would no, you do no, no, no. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're at what if you're at, you're at Four Seasons uh, or something, then that's different, right? Unless unless there's like some big differences between between you you and you and your spouse, then you do not leave your spouse. I mean, but I'm saying if you're uh, at like a resort. Let me answer, Blake. If there's some big differences, you ain't taking her on the surf trip. True. <laughs> True. There you go. I'm True. telling you that right now, Blake. There you go. <laughs> kind of Nicole's That situation. ain't happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. This is a guy's trip. <laughs> but six other women are gone. They're just guys, too. They all surf. <laughs> no. Mm. All right. Uh, so don't abandon the wingman. I agree. Don't admit. Do not okay. do that. No. Okay. All right, what, uh, any other questions? That was the two questions there. So you have another one over there? I have the most controversial question I have ever asked okay. in five questions. Okay. I have saved it for now. It's a no-win one for you guys. It's easy for me. Mm. Who is your favorite morning show co-host? Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I cracked myself up on that. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. No. There was like no Sorry. moment of hesitation. <laughs> I finished the question. You already had the oh, answer. They're gonna, they're gonna roast me on that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I love them all. They're so, they're all, we're all so different. Uh, That's what makes it so cool. All the commenters out there, let us know who your favorite morning show host is. So tomorrow morning they can roast you too in the comments. Oh lord, well, yes. Wait every well, well, time. Well, I haven't given my answer yet. Yeah, Blake, who is your course. favorite morning show host? Genuinely. It's you, Davey. Whoa! That's so not good. <laughs> oh, geez. Stop. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to make this a trifecta for, for Davey. <laughs> Davey is the morning show. No, Without Davey, no, there's no, no morning no. show. Absolutely not. Did I'm you just... see the morning show before you got on the morning show? Y- yes. <laughs> it, 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 it was basically, it was basically like, a, like, like an uncommon ground in the morning. Which is okay. I mean... I thought it was like grumpy uncommon ground in the morning. Well, I, I couldn't deliver what Troy can deliver or what Pete can do or the apathetic nature that um, Clay just rolls out. I can't do that. He is so Joe cool. I'm just loud. I'm the big mouth, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Clay is like that kid that sat in the back of the classroom. So cool, yeah. With just sunglasses. like the one-word answer to Spicoli. stuff at the perfect time. Spicoli. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yes. anyone want pizza? <laughs> Sheriff Hardwick. Oh. When he's on, do you even get to talk? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. We just let it go. It's a, it is a rest zone for me. I, do, <laughs> I, am, I am recovering in that moment. Um, I have uh, Eric Church trivia questions for you. Fire away. Let's go. Okay. What Uh, is Eric Church's birth name? uh, Dwayne. No. Eric Bartholomew Churchlonian. No. Kenneth Eric Church is his name. Okay. So great fan. Okay. In what state was he born? Uh, He was born in North Carolina. Good. All right. You're on the board. Congratulations. Um, 
Oh, oh, well, I shouldn't have. Probably, I, sorry, Blake. I shouldn't have. Given you the answer. Blake, you were going to say North Carolina too, weren't you? North Carolina, Blake. I was. Yes. <laughs> Blake Which was in. Eric Church song became his number one hit on the country charts. I drink with my horses. Uh, his number one hit on the charts. Uh, drink in my hand. Oh, boom! Yes, you mm-hmm. are a super fan. Yep. Uh, what is the title of Eric Church's debut album released in two thousand six? Oh man! Oh, if you missed this one, bruh. Uh, Carolina. No. Blake. Buy this album, I guess. No, sinners <laughs> like me. Sinners that like was me. the. That was his album? Yeah, Sinners Like Me, apparently. Mm, I know that was a single. I didn't think that was the album. I'm doing the best here. What okay. prestigious award did Eric Church win? <laughs> I'm going to look that up. For album of the year in 2016. Uh, I'm going to say the Country Music Awards. Uh, you are correct. Very Blake, good. you had that too, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah, sure, I yes. did. Yeah, sure. Um, Blake, what, I am dragging you to one point behind me. You're doing it. What nickname does Eric Church often go by by his fans? Oh, gosh, Blake, you go first so I can figure this out. Mm. Papa Eric, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's Chief. Oh. Whoa. Chief. You were something else. Chief. All right, which hit song by Eric Church features the It's All Right to Be a Little Bitty? I, oh, God. This is what happens when, when you bring on a non-country uh, fan to the show. I, well. That is not an Eric Church song. That's an Alan Jackson song. No, no, no. The song is called Homeboy, and it contains the line. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. All right, next up. Eric Church won the Grammy Award for Best Country Album. Which album earned this honor? Mm, Best Country Album. There's also a movie by this name. There's also a movie by the name of the album. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm running through the albums. It's so much easier to cheat, Blake. Someone online is going to give me the answer if I just drag this out. You got an answer, Blake? No. The name of the 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 album that he won best. Oh, there was a uh, the Outsiders. Yeah. Next up, what is the title of Eric Church's seventh studio album released? Wow, well, he's a lot of them in 2018. Uh, oh, Desperate Man. Go away! All right. Another I, point I, I, I'm really glad this doesn't count. Last question. Yes. Uh, Eric Church is known for his energetic live performances and long sets. What is the name of his fan club that reflects this aspect of his concerts? Blake, I know the answer, so you can go first. No. Blake, you just go. say what Mike said. Okay, what Mike said. The church choir. Ah, oh, I win. Look the at church you. choir. You won your own game. See, I know. <laughs> I don't ever play the game. I did really good. No, Eric, Thank Eric, you, Chappie GPT, for sponsoring that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've been to uh, Eric's concert. It was a double down where he played two nights in a row. Only went to one of the nights in Greenville, South Carolina. But he played for almost four hours. Mm. He had a break in the middle. He was the only act. Um, absolutely four amazing. Four hours? It was absolutely or was it three. It was every bit of three to four hours. Okay, I'm telling. He was Taylor's three three hours seventeen minutes. Listen, he she did not take a pee break. No, he takes a break because there's also Jack Daniels involved. But oh. there's a couple of things that he does during that that tour. There's um a song uh, these boots. Mm-hmm. So people will take their boots off. Nancy Sinatra song. Hand them to him. Oh. No, it's not. It's a different one. It's not the. It's better than the Nancy song. <laughs> Nancy Nancy's, Nancy's video was great. Though. I love Nancy's Nancy. video. Was phenomenal. One, I'm going to yeah. tell you, as a kid, when that song came on, I was paying attention. I, that's the only hit she needed in life. That's it. Just the go-go dancing that's just boots. What they'll do. Yep. So, uh, but he'll sign the boots. Oh yeah. Right. So walk around and and then the other one, um, Springsteen. Okay. So people will hand him their records. They'll all these, and he will hold them up. Mm. And they, so the people are bringing like old Springsteen records in. They're bringing in uh, Eric Church's out. They're bringing in Willie Nelson's out. And it's all kind of cool to see what people have brought in for him to sign. Mm. And then he signs them and, and hands them back to him. I mean, he just has a lot of interaction with his fans during the concert. Times are going to be changing because there's been a lot of fans throwing things at performers. And a lot of that is going to be all changing. So I'm going to tell you something. Let's go. You don't try that in a small town. No. Oh, there it is. I'm just going to tell you, you don't do that. Way to close out the show. If somebody were to throw something at a country concert, (laughs) they are getting taken down. That's not going to fly. And they threw a beer. He caught the beer in air, cracked it open. You do that in a small town. Well, look, I mean, he had a six cents. Awesome. He had a six cents. Yeah. I'm not even asking what kind of beer it was. Uh, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
It, oh, it was the blue can Bud uh, Light. I think it was, if I look, my memory I, serves. I think that uh, those artists that are up there getting hit by stuff, we talked about last week, one, you shouldn't be throwing things at, at people that are up on nah, stage like that. come on, they're working. But, but two, the fact that people can hit them. Right. I mean, if, if I tried to throw something at somebody on stage, I got like a one in 10 chance of hitting them. So it makes me wonder, is more stuff flying by them that nobody knows about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I can't imagine one person threw it and hit them. Oh, Rexa took a phone right to her eye. Yeah, man. that Terrible. kind of stuff is just, it's, it's ridiculous. And I hear you're all for selfies uh, during the concert. Oh, absolutely. You're a fan. <laughs> Come on, Miranda, clean it up. You know, Vanilla Ice took a swing at her in, in Atlantic City last night. He goes, this isn't a Miranda Lambert concert. You can take pictures of anytime you want. <laughs> Go, Vanilla Ice, homeboy so in the look, community. I, anytime other people make fun of other people like that, I'm okay with that. Yeah, right? yeah. I just, it's, it's your opinion. Throw it in there, right? First of all, I'm just glad that Vanilla Ice was able to find somebody to make fun of to get his name in the paper. Yeah. Right? I mean, classic move by Vanilla that was Ice. Great PR, buddy. Yeah. As somebody that's in public relations, that's a great move. Hey, Vanilla, they don't know you're playing that. Wait a minute, I can fix this. I'll say something about Miranda Lambert. And we're good to go. Right. And you'll start trending. Hashtag it all out. All right. This has been a great show. Awesome show. Davey, thank, thank you. you so much for showing up, always brother. An honor, I brother. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thank Blake, you. as always, you look great and you were amazing. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the Mike Davis show. We'll be back tomorrow night. Thank you.